What's up, world? So sorry to say, it's Kaja Out Day. The moment few, everyone, some people are waiting for. That's right today. Alan Koch unceremoniously or ceremoniously let go of his job with FC Cincinnati. So it's an emergency midweek, non-numbered episode of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. Joining me today, the man who's banned from CST for dropping an F-bomb during a rain delay, Das Harks himself, Kakarot. Max, what's up? What's up, fam? You ain't massive. That wasn't me, by the way. I did not say F over the over the phones. What? It weren't me, fam. <laughs> really? Oh, I just got a great idea. It's too late now. You should have been. Uh, I should have had you be Lance Lang the whole <laughs> the whole oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! It's a good day. You still got to work, man. <laughs> When's the last time he was that happy? Let's be honest. That's frightening. Uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, this morning, oh, we should say, this is really important. There's only one more day to buy your Ope shirt. May 25th at Nippert Stadium against the Red Bulls is the Ope out, where if you got an Ope shirt, you got to wear it. It's the Ope out. And uh, the presale ends Wednesday, tomorrow. I don't know the exact time tomorrow, but definitely tomorrow. And we've sold a shit ton of these Ope shirts. You don't want to be the only one without an Ope shirt. Uh, com, or if you want the link it's pinned to the Knifey Lion Twitter buy an Ope shirt uh, Max have you bought an Ope shirt? I have possibly bought more than one Ope shirt and I am shocked how many of these are flying off the digital shelves get yours now it's the only time it, that sounds sarcastic but he's not being sarcastic no for real there's you're getting a ping every time you're selling one and i'm i i I guess there's been 10 since we started it's it's insane if you're not wearing an ope shirt on the 25th you're gonna look out of place yeah and it's never been more apropos than it is today yeah this morning a tweet from a tweeter (laughs) said a source revealed alan koch is being let go and the players were being told about it this morning uh, it seemed like the writing was kind of on the wall. Uh, Alan Koch kind of threw the front office and the club under the bus the other after the game the other week. Said uh, said that he um, didn't you know he had the players he had. He didn't he needs more better players basically. But uh, so then Burden gives a press conference today. Said it was kind of a very recent development. My question to you, Max: When do you think they knew? Do you think it was a new event, or do you think this has been uh, building and brewing? I don't know. Honestly, having been tuned into some goings on with FCC, it's hard to tell. Like they're pretty cagey on some things and out in the open with others. Reading between the lines, I got to think that he was on the hot seat um, for a little bit. But I'm assuming something acute has happened that pushed it over the edge to say, hey, this is, you know, we got to pull the trigger on this. I don't know if it's been. I don't know if it's something where it's accumulated enough for the locker room to have been completely lost or if they sent some kind of benchmark they didn't communicate outside and we finally hit that or didn't hit it, depending on how you look at it. But, um, you know, I I, I think that, um, yeah, I I think they they probably were looking in this direction and and were hoping it didn't get there and it did. Yeah, um, birding, they didn't really exactly kick him out the door, but... They asked him, uh, what was the conversation like? He was like, it was short. 
It's a brief, yeah. <laughs> brief conversation. So I imagine those two, they must have been button heads a good amount. Birding seems like a kind of guy that, uh, you know, butts heads a lot. It's kind of his MO, but uh, uh, what yeah, else? The guy, Go li- ahead. the guy literally has a list, um, and when you're on it, it's hard to get off. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see... You know, Birding's a double-edged sword, and I've you know I've said that for a while. I think there's not a guy in the city who could have gotten us where we are, but I think that he uh, he definitely can cut the other direction. And if you're not a Birding guy, then your days are numbered. Yeah. So I guess the question most people are asking uh, is: this the right move, or was it too soon? We heard our boy, you know him from Kevin's MLS Minute, playing a little bit of the contrarian on uh, CST last night's. Devil's advocate saying Koch uh, should get more time and that he should get more credit for what's happened. Uh, me and uh, the rest of the KLR, I don't want to say we were early on the jump, but you know, last season one of our favorite phrases was, uh, "But if you took away the goals, <laughs> if you took away the wins," and it was kind of like we didn't look great, but uh, we're still pulling it out because we had the individual skill, and uh, you know, we don't need to rehash all of that. But Max, for you, too soon. Just I feel like you've been stating your opinion the last few days. You, I don't think you were expecting this, but too soon, just soon enough, or. Uh, couldn't have come fast enough. I'm going to preface this with saying, I don't know. Um, I don't have enough visibility and everything that's happening, but I don't think that they would make this decision if they didn't feel like they didn't have to. Uh, I like Koch. Um, I wanted to trust the process, um, but I, I feel like we haven't really as fans been given any evidence that we had any good reason to. You know, I, I, I use FCC as, you know, kind of the one thing that I allow myself to be unabashedly positive about. But like you said, last year we won and we won a lot, but we never really felt like we were in control of the games. You know, they, they often say, you know, if you win while looking poor, that's when you win championships. But, uh, you know, with a, with a playoff structure in place, that's not how it works. We blew the league out with a record sending amount of points, but it usually was us just holding on to games by sheer will, not necessarily playing as a unit. And then Ledesma would come up with a moment of brilliance and we'd run away with the game. And, that, and we can't do that in MLS. Yeah. And now, um, I mean, I don't think Birding's going anywhere anytime soon, no matter what happens with the next coaching hire. But really, it feels like it's all on him. He kind of let Koch, he brought him from the USL and was like, all right, here's Koch's chance kind of thing. But now... With the next coaching hire, there'll be nowhere to hide if it uh, blows up in his face. Not talking about uh, Johan. Is it Demet or Demet? I'm going with Demet. <laughs> I, I heard it in the Das Harks voice. <laughs> Johan Demet. Um, yeah. But uh, the thing was, we kept hearing was how high all the other MLS teams were on him, and maybe even MLS was like, yeah, Koch would be a good hire, and uh, we want we had to keep him because teams like the Red Bulls were looking at him or stuff, which like seems insane now because there's so much about, like, uh, voice crack, uh, a certain style and structure and something that we didn't really seem to have that much of. But, like, does he have just, like, the best agent ever who's getting these things out that, like, oh, yeah, everyone's super high on him, and I'm like, who is, like, trying to steal Koch? Meanwhile, Every like pundits like I don't know about Alan Koch at the beginning of the season. So somewhere between the lines, the MLS pundits were like, "This is bad," but we keep hearing like he's a valuable asset. So which do you? <laughs> is it somewhere in the middle, or were the pundits right for a change? That's the worst part of this that they that I, they get to gloat a little bit. 
that's part of what really made me want to hope that Koch wasn't going to get canned because I don't want these fucking people to be right about, you know, we're just like Minnesota and we're making a bunch of dumb decisions and Koch isn't the guy and so on and so forth. Like, again, I want to just be happy about this team. I don't want to have to deal with this shit, but here we are. And I think, like you said, it's probably a combination of both. He may have had some redeeming qualities and a vision he at least sold well. I get the sense that, and again, I like Koch as a guy. I've met him. I've talked to him. He's super awesome. But I get the sense that he is a hell of a salesman and maybe doesn't necessarily deliver on what he sold. Because you know, there's a lot of rumor that, you know, and this, this has been well past or before this year, that guys came into the program with certain expectations they weren't met and they became disgruntled and they either went along their way or they just sat the bench for an entire year. And, you know, some of the reactions from the players hashtag, ah, shit, you got to work still is like an indication that some, there is some truth to that. Like you don't want to believe this stuff. And then it starts coming out. You start seeing the results and yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, here. Here's one for you. Oh shit. Oh my God. Oh shit. This is Lance Lang. Oh, shit! Oh, uh, Max, my you can't God, hear it, but son. I'm playing the Lance Lang audio. Uh, yeah, so Lance Lang, basically, like, he found out he won the lottery. This is a guy who has been gone for a, uh, half a season, three quarters. Of, it's been a while since Lance Lang's been a part of this team. And I don't know much about Lance Lang, but for some reason, he struck me as, like, a, a solid dude. He had some some genuine replies on Twitter after that Nashville game where he hit that fucking banger in the preseason. I was like, Lance Lang, definitely a man of the match. And he like replied, like, that's so nice of you or something. It was just a preseason game. I don't know. He seems like a genuine dude. And I think we all thought he was going to be part of the team, like a big part. And then he wasn't. And then he goes to San Antonio and he kind of lights it up. And now he's just kind of frothing at the mouth of the joy about that. Who else have we heard? Kadeem, Kadeem Dakers. Um, I heard from someone that Josu was really pumped. Uh, Richie Ryan, I know you have thoughts about that, but Richie Ryan was like kind of ope about it. Uh, Aiden Quinn was liking tweets about him getting fired. So to your theory and kind of what we heard that Koch is an amazing salesman and he's kind of telling these guys that they're going to be a big part of this thing, but really he's just accumulating as many assets as possible. Then they get here and uh, it turns out there's not really a space for all of them. And then they either get shipped away or they end up on the bench so how much you <laughs> we're all just speculating but like just like salty disgruntled players or like does this happen with other teams because we don't follow other teams the same way we do ours so i don't know if like when the rapids coach got fired were there guys who used to play for him who were like yes <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> or uh yeah i don't know is there anything else to say about him being i don't know we assumed it was like sassano and luke sassano and birding doing two but is Koch the main uh the main pool here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've heard, I, I've heard of other, of, of other players kind of taking little digs here and there, but again, where, where there's smoke, there's probably fire. I think Sem DeWitt was another player that, that kind of lashed out a little bit, but which is hilarious. Know, yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's Sem. But like you said, when people are lighting it up, when they go elsewhere now, granted they're going to other USL teams, um, so, you know, take that with, uh, as, as many pinches of salt as you will, but I, I don't know. Again, I wanted to be, I wanted everyone to be wrong about it and they just seemed not to be, um, maybe my biggest worry is if you can, the guy now, does it send a message that we don't, 
organizationally have any idea what we're doing and does that prevent another person from wanting to join this project i don't know one would think that they have the conversations offline like hey this is why this went down that won't happen to you but i would imagine these guys are also smart enough to know when they're here in a sales pitch so i don't know yeah and fans of you know any european league or something uh, they would be the probably be saying this shit happens all the time in Europe. It's not always egregious, but uh, think of our boy, LAFC coach Bob Bradley. People probably say he didn't get enough of a fair shake, but you know he was canned probably in less time or about the same time as Koch was, and they already like were looking at him with skeptical eyes, like a fucking American. So you would say like a European coach or a British coach would be like not as scared about it because it's kind of a fact of the game. These same. It seems like these same dozen coaches in England just get like passed around and canned. So in that respect, hopefully they wouldn't be too scared. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So they said they're looking at some. Uh, he kept mentioning in the press conference, big name, like we want a proven this and that. Um, if you had to pick, I'll really put you on the spot. Would you rather go with like an up and coming youngster, not Johan, Johan Demet Young, but like, uh, you know, somebody on the rise or somebody who's proven and slightly long in the tooth, maybe possibly British? That's a tough question. I was, I was uh, listening to MLS's uh, live feed slash breakdown or whatever, and um, I we've heard a couple of names i don't know if we should we should repeat them but well there, there's a, at least an article with a picture of Moyes. um people have been saying that pardu maybe is in the mix i've seen some tweets out there with his name in it so I'm comfortable saying those but so let's just let's just say for sake of argument it's between pardu Moyes, someone we don't know yon dame and somebody else yeah they mentioned maybe a an prominent MLS american player. right prominent american so um, one of the thing that uh, one of the things that the guys in the MLS live stream said, if we bring in a Moyes or a Pardew, they're going to have more experience, more soccer know-how, more notoriety, more brand and name equity than anybody in our organization. And we got to understand that, and by we, I mean Jeff, has to understand that if they bring a guy like that in, he's in charge. And is that going to work for us? I don't know. I got to say, for better or for worse, Jeff likes to have his finger on the pulse of things. Um, that's not going to work for a David Moyes or an Alan Pardew. So um, I don't know if you're asking me to pick between those two guys just because I have a little PTSD from uh, being a Man United fan. I'm not necessarily super hot on Moyes, but he did keep Everton afloat for a super long time. Uh, with relatively limited resources and what I would argue is the m most competitive league in the planet. Um, so, you know, I, if the money's there and the willingness is, that'd be a hell of a grab uh, to get those guys. I never thought in 2006 I would be, I would say that, you know, Alan Pardew and Justin Hoyt would be employees <laughs> of FC Cincinnati. But I um, thought about it a lot, actually. Voice correct. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean... I, I, I'll say frankly, I'm just not well enough informed to have a meaningful opinion on this other than what I hope, whomever they choose, I hope that there's some continuity between Jeff, Luke Sassano, and whoever they pick as a manager. Because I think that's that's where the real breakdown was. 
it was a power struggle yet again, which, which, you know, could, could spell other issues. But, um, you know, as long as those guys have a good and contiguous, uh, copacetic relationship, I think that goes a, a much longer way than maybe necessarily the quality of the manager himself. Yeah. I thought, uh, you know, you want to call it a little bit of obvious bullshit. He said, it's, this is not about results. <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe not technically, but the reason that there's all this bad stuff happening is because of the results. So, like, I get what he's saying, that it's about more than just losing. It's the culture or whatever. But, like, I think everything snowballs when you can't score and you don't win games. So, I don't want to say it was disingenuous, but, like, let's be real. If we if we had won four of these games, Alan Koch isn't getting fired, even if the players are relatively disgruntled. It's like, well, it's okay if they're angry as long as they're winning games. And um, as far as the coaching search, yeah, I would say Pardue, too, just because I don't have he doesn't have as much of a stank on him to me. And I don't know what he, I'm not even going to ask about what he's really up to right now. But like my last last memories of uh, David Moyes are that, uh, you know, he's not like on the climb. <laughs> he seems to be on a downward trajectory at the moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd hope you'd think he didn't mention. I don't know if you noticed this. He didn't mention Luke Sasano much when it came to like picking the coach. And he made sure to say, I'm in charge of picking the next coach, which he is. But how much input would you like Luke Sasano, the guy who's up until now been in charge of kind kind of helping to pick the players be when it comes to picking a manager? Yeah, I'll be honest. That that statement worried me a little bit. Um, I again, Jeff is a monster and uh, force of will um, personified into a human being, but um, you know he's he's not a soccer guy. Um, I want the soccer guys handling the soccer guy stuff. Um, one tweet that stuck out to me, maybe backing up a little bit to the Alan Koch thing. Um, I think this was, uh, was his name, Eves. He wrote, how, how to lose your MLS coaching job, lose a bunch of games. How to lose your MLS coaching job faster, lose a bunch of games and look lost doing it. How to lose your MLS coaching job the fastest, lose a bunch of games and look lost and complain about the quality of your own roster. Like, I think yeah. that Koch kind of hit the holy triumphant there. Yeah, he kind of lost any room to complain. It seemed like he was kind of grasping towards the end, and then the players, Adi, a little bit calling him out or whatever, whatever. We don't have to get into it. But uh, how much blame do you think we should give, like, Jeff Birding, is he going to have a come to Jesus moment? He's like when he was like, he was like, oh, obviously I take full responsibility. He was like, but today is about this decision. <laughs> he was like, hey guys, today is not about me. Let's not get it twisted. Today is about uh, Alan Koch getting <laughs> yeah. fired. Let's let's keep let's keep focused here. Yeah, risk of being like overly philosophical and uh, pedantic here. I never, I don't really understand what the hell it means when someone says full responsibility. Um, you know, he's not going to fire himself and I doubt Carl's giving him the ax for a bad coach. So that those are kind of just words for me. Um, but how much, how much blame does Jeff have? Again, it's hard to tell. It, it spans anywhere from a hundred percent to, I don't know, 50. Um, he, he certainly shares some blame here, but again, you know, maybe, uh, a little bit hashtag inside source Koch was well regarded by MLS. He, he was, uh, he was, we were, we were applauded for that decision um, at least in the early going. And 
you know, just even though we had a highly overpowered squad, I would, I would argue that Tampa Bay had similar um, resources than we did uh, as we did um, on our last USL campaign. But, you know, we blew out the league. There's no reason. And I think Jeff even said it themselves. He proved that he, you know, deserves a look um, at the job this year. And there's, you know, as ambivalent as I am about the situation um, insofar as I feel is a little quick, but I'm also at peace with at peace with it. I think that, uh, you know, he was he, he he showed himself well in USL. But there's there's a there's a way to look at this that says, you know, it's possibly good that we're shown we're not fucking around here. We've canned our manager very publicly, very early. It means that we have very specific expectations and we're not afraid to go after them. Um, again, I'm, I'm worried about what that looks like to the outside. We're going to be able to hand, uh, hire another manager. What's the rest of our season look like with Johan Dame in, in, in the manager's seat? I don't know, but um, you know, they, they keep talking about not wanting to be the Bengals and, you know, Adi's extracurriculars aside, we have been almost the polar opposite of them. Um, and, you know, here we are canning the coach twice when they didn't live up to our expectations. So give burning, give burning the blame, the credit, whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I also think it's, it's a little early days to say whether this has all been bad for all intents and purposes, we're in MLS. So the guy's been a smashing success, the guy being burning so far. So, you know, um, stadium stuff aside, maybe give the guy <laughs> similar conversation to Koch, give the guy a little time before we, before we say that he's, uh, you know, he's, he's our, uh, our albatross here. He knows where too many bodies are buried. There's, he can't go anywhere until that thing is fully, that stadium has to be fully erect and uh full mast before anything could happen to Jeff Birding. He's got his tentacles and two, God only knows how many, well, you know a lot, but how many wheels he's had to grease to get us to this point. So, uh, we're on the Jeff Birding ride for a while, and I'm not going. But with Koch out, now it's Birding out is the next logical conclusion. <laughs> not that I'm calling for that, but Jeff, the the shit rolls upstream. No, I don't know. There's some phrase there, but um, it took a little of the edge off this week. I was really nervous about this game and just the vibe. Whenever it kind of, I feel like we've got a one week free pass. We lose, people will be like, I mean, yeah, we just canned our coach. What do we expect if we win? And be like, oh yeah, fresh buzz, Johan Damet. So um, they at least bought themselves that, and uh, I'm a little less nervous about the vibe. Uh, Max, you're in the Bailey. You're a drummer. What are you looking forward to this weekend? First home game in a while. We've been through a lot. Three straight losses. Haven't scored in forever. So just uh, before we go, what are your vibes coming in this weekend? Got anything to say? I think that you had a good perspective there. Well, you 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 had a you had an apt warning, which was basically I'm afraid of what happens if uh, Montreal score first. Um, with all this, you know, possible Koch out going on now that Koch out, it has become reality. Uh, like you said, I think we get a free pass and what I'm most looking forward to during the game is just that none of this matters euphoria that I felt in our kind of last year in USL. And frankly, I kind of feel that, you know, several games, it doesn't matter what's going to happen you wrote a song about it still in the league. If we get blown out six nil, it's not like we're getting relegated. The only thing that can happen is fans abandon the team because they're sick of losing. That would suck. We wouldn't make as much money. The bloom would be off the rose, but you know, I think give it a bit and um, 
let's see what uh, let's see what Johan can cook up. One thing I'm worried about is you know the kind of like the Ollie effect where um, you know Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer taken over. You have a team that feels like now they're free from the the, the crushing oppression of the regime of of uh, Jose slash Allen. So they're going to play you know out of their skin. They're going to do really well. And then three months down the road, oh, by the way, we don't really know how to play um, under any sort of system that, that suits us because we've been in disarray for so long. And then, um, you know, that, that lack of organization shows itself true. So I, I don't, what I don't want to happen is to go f- so far down. We went up the roller coaster. We absolutely smacked the pants off of Portland. Then we sucked for several months. I hope we don't do well for a bit. And ride that roller coaster straight back down. Um, I feel like these fans get whiplash quickly. Um, so you know, hopefully, whatever we go through is like reasoned and doesn't cause anyone to celebrate too hard or uh, get too hard with hard with the highs and uh, low with the lows. Um, if I were to display a cotchism, so I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for a steady and easy climb. That's what I'm looking for. Well, Koch, it's been a ride. I don't need to kick any more dirt on him. Um, you know, I'm going to miss, miss him. I miss, We've had some memories. Evil Koch in Indy when he wore the Dickies short sleeve <laughs> yeah. and he grew the goatee for one week. I mean, that was really the only time he really stepped outside of himself. But it was a time, and that seems like 10 years ago now. But uh, yeah, I'm going to miss those cheekbones. Yeah. I think what's sad is I feel like his true destiny was to lead our academy, but now it's been through too much and that can never happen. And that's, it's kind of sad. And then also all that Caleb Porter talk, like, no, Koch is our guy for at least the first season. And that probably would have been a good hire. I mean, Columbus isn't tearing it up, but I still have faith in him as a coach. But, uh, I mean, we might be on to bigger and better things. Who knows? It could be the Bruce Arena era. I know my brother said if we hire him, he'll never go to another game. I hope it's not true. But uh, what do you think? The Bruce Arena era? Huh? That's pretty weird. Oh. Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> If you think the fans are angry now, just like his general vibe, people would be quite angry. But, I don't uh, have a good reason for it, but I can't fucking stand that guy. So I really hope he doesn't come anywhere near Cincinnati. Well, he had some choice quotes after the USA failed to uh, qualify and just like pushing blame all these places. It was like, bro, just please quit and go away. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, so this game's not the Ope out, but uh, I hope it's crazy. And, um, you know, there's some new chants out there. If you haven't learned them, Max puts videos up. Uh, can you direct people to where they could find the new chance since, you know, I've got you in the flesh at the moment? Yeah, they are on YouTube at uh, under the Knights of the Bailey. Um, I, I kind of spam them around when we start dropping new stuff, um, usually recordings of me slapping on a plastic box, singing into a phone microphone. So if you're excited by stuff like that, check it out. Please do. Uh, final thoughts before we hit the road? Ope. Ope indeed. Get your Ope shirt. One day left. My final thoughts. Um, Harks forever. forever. Rise together. together. Peace.
But I can't regret what I did for love, what I did for love. Look, my eyes are dry. The gift was ours to borrow. As if we always knew And I won't forget What I did for love What I did for love 